Visit RTI on the web at english.rti.org.tw. You're listening to Radio Taiwan International, and I am Natalie So, and up this hour we have hashtag Taiwan with Leslie Liao. We will tell you about Elon Musk's so-called solution for Taiwan and the controversy behind it, and also status update our interactive show. But first, join us now for Here in Taiwan. Welcome to Here in Taiwan. In the studio today, I have Thomas Kupper. Hello, everyone. I and hope I'm coming through loud and clear. Yes, and uh, I am Natalie So, and we'll be talking about the torrential rains that have hit Taiwan for the past few days, and we'll be here for a while. Also, an update on Elon Musk. He said something about Taiwan, and Taiwan is responding to that. Also, a legislative report says that female military reservists should be trained just as much as men. And we'll also be talking about uh, Taipei's Airbnb listings. Most of them are allegedly illegal. Those stories and more coming right up. Okay, so it has been raining cats and dogs in Taiwan. Um, it's been crazy. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know about uh, your place where you live, but it was so loud in my house uh, over the last uh, couple of days. Uh, I have a little canopy uh, next to the window uh, where I'm sitting right now, and it kind of extends outside. So that when the rain falls on top of it and it's plastic, it's oh no, an wow, <laughs> it's it's uh, like a drummer. Practicing oh my gosh, non-stop right drumming for 48 hours? Yeah, well, no, it was really bad <laughs> yesterday evening, but it wasn't really 24 hours, thankfully. Oh, did you go outside? Nope. Okay, nope. I, so... Oh uh, stayed indoors. I went outside uh, because I had an appointment with a friend who's leaving Taiwan. You know, I definitely had to keep that appointment. Um, so I went outside on Sunday morning. I drove in the rain. It was crazy. My gosh, you can hardly see. I mean, visibility is like, I mean, it, it just the rain keeps pouring and pouring on you. So that was crazy. And then... I don't envy you. Oh, I mean, at least I made it back and forth. And I went shopping in the middle. <laughs> but well, <laughs> might as well. Wow. A little bit of therapy for a rainy yeah, day. Oh, really? Nothing wrong with that. And, um, and then uh, walking, you know, because my, my, where I park is not right next to my home, actually. It's like a five-minute walk. So... Walking in the rain was crazy, and then I happened to lose my car keys. I still haven't found them. I mean, I don't know if it's because of the rain, because I, I tried to drive this morning, and I couldn't find my car keys. I don't know if I lost it in the rain or something, because I was, like, fumbling through my purse, you know, at the front door, and all this rain is pouring. I mean, I don't know what happened. So it just, but... Um, well, I hope you find them. I do, too. So I had to take the MRT. away in your car. Yeah, really. I had to take the MRT and got really wet. Yeah, I just remember what it's like to. I mean, public transportation is very convenient, but you know, you have it. it takes twice as long. So for from where I live, a lot it, of transferring and, and all that stuff. 
and a lot more I, walking. I actually, yeah, it, it is much closer on a scooter for me as well. Ah. I don't drive a car. So yes. anytime it rains like this, I'm exposed to the elements. Oh my gosh. Uh, so thankfully, I didn't have to go anywhere yesterday and I, I didn't have to drive, more importantly. Um, but uh, yeah, taking uh, public transportation is great in Taipei, but it just so happens that for me, it's slightly longer than just coming to work on a scooter. Yeah, me too. Twice as long. So but we are still like we're talking about like minor inconveniences here. But uh, we know that there are people stranded uh, and who have been stranded in their cars on roads uh, that have been blocked by uh, mudslides and rockfall uh, for quite a long time they were stranded since yesterday oh so yeah yesterday evening sunday evening uh and they were only uh rescued like early morning on on monday but uh, just after midnight taken to a village also in the mountains and last we heard they were evacuated um in batches so people were still like waiting um to get off the mountains uh but there is another village where um people are still kind of waiting to uh to get electricity, for example, there is a there is one village where they are relying on generators for electricity currently. Um, so hopefully um, they will uh, get their supplies and uh, people will be able to return uh, as soon as possible. Uh, I know they are working hard right now to well, not the people stranded, but authorities are working hard to uh, working hard to uh, get those roads uh, open. Right. There were about 300 people who were, you know, eventually that's evacuated, right. Yeah. right? But they were stuck. I can't yes. imagine that either. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty bad. I mean... Yeah, I, I've heard stories of people getting stuck in their cars during, like, snowstorms. And they were just running their engines until ra they ran out of gas and then, you know, kind of froze, in some cases at least. Oh. Uh, so stories like that have always, you know, I'm, com I'm coming from a, from a cold place here. Right. <laughs> uh, I'm from a cold country, so... <laughs> It's always been this uh, whenever I thought about being stranded in a car. Um, but here we have people stranded in cars where, you know, there's nothing wrong with the car, but there's something wrong severely road with, uh, with the road. Right, because of um, mudslides, landslides yes. and, and the like. Uh, and, and in that case, you're just kind of stuck up in the mountains. It also gets cold, um, especially at night, especially if it's really wet and windy. Um, and you're stuck in your car on a road. And any time there might be another mudslide, there might be another rockfall on this road where you're waiting. So it must have been also a very, uh, you know, stressful experience. That's not, true. Not just difficult physically. <clears throat> I mean, Taiwan has so many mountains, right? So if you're driving yes. around in those yeah. mountainous areas, it, it is very dangerous. Uh, something not to do. <laughs> If you're ever in Taiwan, don't drive around when it's raining really hard. I mean, it was basically a, a typhoon. They, some people call it a, a tropical storm, but it was yeah, in, really bad. I, I guess in, in, in Taipei, the Central Weather Bureau has a, like a different scale um, than what is uh, sort of used in Western media most of the time. So uh, in, in Western media, this would be called a, a, a tropical storm, uh, whereas uh, in Chinese on the on the CWB, the Central Weather Bureau's website, uh, it did say Zhongdu uh, Typhoon, so like a medium strength typhoon. Uh, but these are different. Uh, this is different nomenclature for what was basically a very serious storm, but not as strong as the typhoon, a typhoon that Taiwan that's usually true. sees. Yeah. 
Okay, well, we're all here. We're all survived, and uh, <laughs> ah, thank God and for that. And thank all the people from the mountain can join us soon. Well, not us in the studio, but, you know. Normal. Uh, us in, yes, normal in life. the lowlands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so I would like to hear the update on Elon Musk. You know, he made some pretty well, strong comments, which nobody and hardly anyone in Taiwan liked, I think. Um, oh, yeah. Why don't you tell yeah. us about the comments and, and the responses so far here in Taiwan? So, uh, as you uh, will hear, dear audience, in the hashtag Taiwan, um, I don't want to, you know, spoil the surprise, uh, you know, and, and spoil it for Leslie, who will tell you the details of this uh, situation. But Elon Musk... Um, gave an interview recently in which he expressed opinions about um, the future of Taiwan. Uh, so he apparently believes that Taiwan should be a part of China under the one country, two systems model. Uh, he said that it would be something like the special administrative zone in Hong Kong. Uh, he used the words reasonably, reasonably palatable. Uh, he wanted to make it reasonably palatable for people. and But right. he did uh, say that it probably <clears throat> won't make everyone happy. And oh boy, was that an understatement of the year because it made exactly no one happy at first. At uh, least in Taiwan. It, uh, China's in Taiwan. happy. China but loves they, it. Initially, initially, they weren't. Initially, really? some in the official media kind of hit back at Musk saying like, well, even though you agree with us, it's not your place to <laughs> express an opinion on this. And so they hit really? back originally. I think the the, the following day, uh, that's what uh, uh, appeared in Chinese media, uh, in state media. On the following day, however, uh, the Chinese authorities seem to have uh, softened their stance somewhat because Elon Musk uh, has been given tax breaks in China. So two days after his... Um, Initial comment, uh, two latest models of Tesla cars have been given special tax breaks, special tax incentives in China, Model S and Model X. Wow. Uh, if any of our listeners <coughs> actually know what they are. <laughs> <laughs> Some interesting cars. Yeah. Tesla. Um, cars notwithstanding, um, the order of events here is a bit... Mm, suggestive let's oh just my say. goodness oh i mean he has such you know major business in in china so what does he care about taiwan right it, it's obviously he, does. he doesn't care and um this is demonstrating this is sort of another step in um elon musk's gradual um, tendency towards uh, more authoritarian governments uh he does do a lot of business in china china is uh aligning closer and closer with russia so Elon Musk has been changing his attitudes towards China and Russia, um, seemingly leaving this uh, um, fame of, of a champion of freedom that he is uh, spinning around himself on Twitter, for example, um, for a more immediate business benefit. Um, or so it would seem, at least. We don't know for sure if uh, the decision was motivated in any way by what Musk said. Um, but uh, there is some indication, or at least the timing seems very suggestive. I wonder, like, what happened during that interview that made him talk about 
Russia and Ukraine and Taiwan and China, I mean, did, did the interviewer ask him? Well, or he just like the, started uh, talking about it? The interview is um, quoting Musk, but it is also paraphrasing large chunks of the conversation. So this was a long interview that took uh, place over dinner. Um, and the interviewer was just sort of mentioning, um, if I remember correctly, there was no real context. I mean, he was, they were talking about politics and Elon Musk like, well, when it comes to Taiwan though, uh, and then maybe they can do this, share his opinion. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is what I think. Um, so it, no one in Taiwan definitely asked for his opinion. I don't think anyone in China asked for his opinion, although they turned around on that eventually. And, uh, they are now really liking, uh, what he said. Well, because basically, I mean, he said uh, Taiwan can be a special administrative zone like Hong Kong, right. right, with perhaps a little bit more um, flexibility or, you know, freedom, but really, I well, mean, seriously. That's what he suggested, yeah, right. more lenient than Hong Kong, he, he right. uh, said, but uh, at the same time, it made me think, does he really know what happened in Hong Kong? He probably doesn't. He probably doesn't know much about Taiwan either. So, like, when um, our premier was asked, what do you think of, you know, what Ilama said? And he says, he, I don't think he understands Taiwan very much and, and, and the cross-strait situation. Is, I mean, it's all business. This is a very... Sorry. Yeah. I mean, I think he cares about his business in China. He doesn't want to upset China. So, he's saying something that they would like. And, you know, what's funny. Uh, I think uh, our defense ministry, uh, someone asked him or something, like, what, what they're going to do. And they're wondering if... They're going to buy Teslas anymore, but they've only bought seven. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, well, so uh, there, there were some headlines um, uh, last week um, claimed that the ministry will no longer buy Teslas. But yeah, the fact is, then when when you read the story, it turns out that it's only seven Teslas so far. <laughs> they had no plan, no plans to buy anymore. But now they probably won't have plans to buy anymore. That's really what the story said. <laughs> So, I mean, if you're looking from a business point of view, it's understandable why he sides with China. But really, who who asked him, right? And everybody in I'm Taiwan just... is like, don't throw us under the bus just because, you know, you have a factory in China or, or, or many factories in China. <laughs> I'm curious if this is uh, going to backfire for him uh, at, in the American market or Western markets where people mm. are more, especially people who would buy a Tesla. Those are people who are more, or that group has often been described as people who are more environmentally active, you know, kind of socially proactive. Mm -hmm. um, maybe they actually do know a thing or two about Taiwan and maybe they are not the biggest fans of authoritarian governments. Maybe. I'm that, wondering that how big of an impact that will have domestically for him. Right. It's not good for his image, right? Definitely yeah. put it that way. And for Tesla's image. And, um, there, I mean, also for, you know, the prospects for Twitter, if he, he ends up buying it, you know, I mean, you wonder, well, what is he going to do with it? You know, he, he likes authoritarian government so much, you know. Unfortunately, yeah, I worry about, I worry about Twitter as well. Not, it's not like I'm very connected to Twitter. I don't think it's going to be a huge sort of emotional, personal problem for me to just get <laughs> off Twitter. I don't know if that's the right thing to do just yet, because uh, we're going to have to wait and see what he does. But what he is doing right now certainly does not fill me with, with optimism. Right. And I think it has affected his image, at least here in Taiwan. 
probably oh, yeah. around the world as well. Okay, well, speaking about the possibility of war, right, uh, that was what all that is based about, uh, based on. Um, there was a report that just came out, actually, on Monday um, at, in our legislature, and it was about um, they believe that female reservists should also train. So in Taiwan, you know, when people leave the army, they're called back. Um, there's a reserve force that's called back every, I don't know, I think two years or so to train. But the, the women don't have to do that. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, so the report is by the Legislative Yuan's Budget Center, which is interesting. I don't know why it's that particular agency. <laughs> but um, they said that it's, it's a waste of resources and it, is, it runs contrary to gender equality for women uh, to stop training, you know, after they leave the army. So um, they're saying that women should be called up. Um, oh, so it is two weeks of training once a year. Yeah. So that is the, well, the, the newest uh, model for re- reservists. But they didn't call any women up. So they, they're saying that they should do that. Um, do you agree? I feel, I feel that's a great idea. I feel uh, I, I understand their reasoning here. It is um, for defense purposes, but also... It, it does project a certain image of Taiwanese army being inclusive uh, and defense being everyone's business, um, not just the men. You know, um, I asked several Taiwanese women, although most of them were already past the age of conscription, so the issue wouldn't have affected them personally. So maybe I was asking, you know, I, I should have asked high schoolers or something. Uh-huh. Um, and they agreed that uh, women doing military service um, on the same level as men uh, would be a good idea. Um, sort of like what Israel is doing. Um, That's true. Israel is also sort of putting a lot of uh, weight, attaching a lot of weight to its national defense. And uh, both men and women serve in the army after high school or uh, after college. I'm not sure how that works in Israel. But similar solutions i think could be implemented in taiwan not only because it actually improves defensive capabilities and there are uh, plenty of capable women that could defend taiwan but also because it it encourages this sort of social um, support for for the army uh, it's like it's everyone's business it's not just a you know a, a game for boys Right. Well, I totally agree. I mean, I do agree with that. And especially for reservists, these are all volunteers, you know, who wanted to to join the military, right? So they should be trained. They shouldn't be given an easier deal, right? That's right. We have to we have to remember that Taiwan uh, relies both on uh, voluntary military service, uh, professional army and conscription. Um, There is mandatory training that every young person unless they are excused for medical reasons or other reasons um every every young person has to go through um so yeah adjusting that uh, figuring out the level of participation for women in national defense is going to be um a big challenge for the government in the in the coming years especially you know facing increasing pressure from china uh, but also i think an opportunity to like i said increase this uh, uh participation and uh, support for national defense in the military. 
Yeah, I think that Israel is actually a very good、uh, model or example. I mean, they're a small country, but you can tell you can't mess with Israel. I mean, you, they're, they're going to, I mean, th- their people are pretty tough <laughs> and very patriotic. <laughs> I, I mean, I would just say that, you know, if, if everyone in Taiwan had that same attitude, you know, it would be much harder for China to、uh, succeed. There have been. There have been voices in the past of、uh, certain analysts have been pointing to morale being one of the weaker points in Taiwan's defense strategy.、Mm. Hopefully, that will, is changing. Ho- hopefully, that will change in the future. Maybe with this new enthusiasm, new recruits,、uh, things are going to be better. Yeah, I think it is gradually changing. There's still quite a ways to go. Um, so, I think there, a lot has to be done、uh, even to you know, give, give our military the respect and the resources you know, that they deserve and to get more people involved as well. So, but I think they are going to go back to、uh, a longer military service.、Um, and that's probably going to be announced later on this year. Which so, is, yeah, not which makes good、sense. news for the young people、yes. out there. But. <laughs>、uh, Well, hopefully, it actually will be more worthwhile as well. Taiwan is also improving、uh, military training, not just expanding it to incorporate more people, but also making it better,、uh, more meaningful, more professional. What's it like in Poland? In Poland, we used to have conscription、uh, or mandatory military service after high school.、Um, however, I was lucky enough, I w- got an extension because I was in college, which is.、Uh, Uh, thing that happens in Poland. If you go to college, you don't have to do the regular, or you didn't have to do the regular one year military service, but only four year officer training, if I'm not mistaken.、Um, but、uh, the, a year before I graduated college or uh, university, uh, that requirement was removed. So、wow. I got pretty lucky and didn't have to go to the army. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Yeah,、uh, It, what is the morale, though, in terms of do people like. Think it's a good thing to join the army, or what is the、mm. attitude? It is still not considered a, a you know, glorious career.、Mm-hmm. Uh, pe- parents、uh, don't want their children to become soldiers. Parents, obviously, just like in Taiwan, want their children to become doctors and lawyers and、mm-hmm. high ranking managers and earn a lot of money. And soldiers are not considered a prestigious profession.、Mm-hmm. I see. I think it's a little bit better in well, the US. Um, right. I、um, think there's a lot of, of, of reverence for military service in the United States, right? Right. And I think that, you know, people appreciate them, right? And, and、mm-hmm. um, they give them a lot of opportunities, too. I, I mean, I know I have friends who've been in the military and they've got great training and, and great careers, you know?、Um, so it is a good option for people. Yeah, who, who are patriotic or, or maybe who need you know,、um, some career paths as well, because there's so much you can do、um, and you know, every kind of skill set you can learn you know, in, in the military. And I think they pay for, they give you a lot of money up front. I forgot how much it is, but it's well, well, tempting. I know in the United yeah. States,、um, recruits also often go to college on army dime so right、uh, and they get a lot、yeah. of money for, i forgot how much it is but it's quite a lot so、mm-hmm. like if you don't have a lot of money you, you don't have enough money to pay for an education you know it's kind of a good deal i mean you give them maybe five years or seven years you know and they'll give you an education and they'll give you a certain amount of money 
Of course, you, you're giving your life to them uh, during those years, but mm -hmm. you're getting something back as well. Anyway, yes. uh, yeah, I hope things do improve um, in Taiwan. I mean, my son went in the army for four months, and he really felt the training wasn't enough. And mm -hmm. he's well, he really thinks that there's a, a big room for there's big room for improvement <laughs> in many ways. I've I've heard similar things. I have to say, yeah, uh, plenty to improve still. Yes. So um, anyway, uh, that was a bit loud. Sorry. Um, anyway, uh, thank you, Tomas, for joining me, and uh, I thank guess you for that's it. Me. Yeah, that's it for here in Taiwan, and do stay tuned for hashtag Taiwan and status update. I'm Natalie Bye, So. Everyone. Bye. I'm Tomas Kop. Okay. Bye. 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 This is Radio Taiwan International.